What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Ride Share Rodeo Gig News and Interviews. I'm your host, Steve. Let's get it on. Welcome, 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 welcome. I'm Mr. Bet on You, your host for the DoorDash Drivers Live. We do it every Sunday. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you guys very much. We have a special one tonight. I got some special guests that will be coming up in about 10 minutes or so. I'll have a little bit of an intro and some things I'm going to be getting uh, getting to you guys. Um, man, a lot going on in the gig economy, as if we don't already have enough, right? But a lot going on. Um, tonight, I want to unpack uh some topics that i see a lot of other people talking about um people talking about outside of the gig economy many people are being infected or impacted by this um and a lot of people depending on where you live are going to be impacted very differently and a lot of you guys have different opinions that's okay tonight's going to be intended to unpack some truths some facts some perspectives from three different gentlemen myself Steve Rideshare Rodeo and Hannibal's Hunger. Hannibal's in New York City, Brooklyn specifically, right? He's been making some content. And he has a pretty good pulse of what's going on at NYC. Also, have other NYC connects. And Steve is in Colorado, right? Um, very abrasive to what's going on over there. I'm in St. Louis. Our three areas have similarities, but we're actually very different, right? Each one very unique in its way. So I'm bringing in some friends of mine that can offer different perspective. In tonight's conversation, I'm going to be playing devil's advocate in some way, okay? Because I want to have a, a real conversation about what's going on. And I think a lot of us get into our eco, is it eco chamber that we call, right? Or in our little holes. And we, you know, we can be blind to other parts of the world because we're not in other parts of those worlds or other parts of the country, right? I'm definitely, you know, I travel a little bit, not a lot. And even if I go somewhere for a day or two or a week, I don't get the pulse of that city or town. I'm only there for a day or a week. But I know St. Louis very well, right? And these gentlemen know NYC and know Colorado and might know other areas. And then we will have the StreamYard link available later on for you guys to come up and give your perspective. So the topics tonight, some of the questions, I'll get into that. Appreciate everybody in the chat that's here. Appreciate all the thumbs up so far. If you're getting value from this content, please hit a thumbs up. Okay, so I'm going to bring up something for you guys real quick here. Um, ba, 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 ba. let me see. Let me go ahead and share this screen. I'm going to put, I'm going to bring up a poll. Okay. That I put up the other day. Okay. You guys should be seeing that. Let me go ahead and go back in here. Okay. Do you think we have a migrant takeover problem in the gig economy? Question mark video out tonight. This was a question I posed. I don't know, maybe two days ago, something like that. Let me see if I can't make it bigger. Actually, I'll give you the whole screen. There we go. Okay. 2.1K votes, 202 comments, a lot of engagement. For a post, that's a lot of comments. A lot. I can't read them all. Okay, but I want you guys to share more tonight. And share this video. Hit the thumbs up. Let's get a great conversation going. 68% of you out of 2.1K said yes. We have a migrant takeover problem in the gig economy. 17% said no, 
unsure was 15%. So if you're unsure, we can take some of that percent and put it into the no, some of it put into the yes. Pretty big percentage are saying that this is a problem in the gig economy, okay? And a lot of you guys are sharing stories with me about what you're seeing in your markets or you're sharing, hey, I'm not seeing as much opportunity. Now, I've got to remember, we're coming off January. January, historically, is the slowest month in restaurant business and the gig economy business, food delivery. It is the slowest out of all 12 in most places. Not all, but in most. I manage restaurants for a long time. January is a slow time. It starts to pick up right that week, a few days before um, Valentine's Day. And then it, it will get busy. People get their tax returns. You got Valentine's Day. And then as you get into spring, sometimes the weather can help depending on where you're at. But many, many, many of you, basically almost 80% of you saying this is a problem. And this isn't a small sample size. A few, a couple thousand of you guys answered that poll. And then I see a lot of comments. And I'll, I'll say hi to the chat in a minute. A lot of you guys are either concerned, you see it's a problem, you're witnessing a slowdown, you're witnessing oversaturation, which we talk about, as well as other content creators. And what does that mean? Does that mean DoorDash is bringing in just anybody? Does it mean that people that come here whether they're a migrant, illegal, or, or, or just an immigrant, and they came the right way, right, with documentation, and they did what they needed to do, right? Many of us think that they're taking opportunities from us. A lot of people think that the DoorDash company, Uber, Instacart, Grubhub, most of the big players, Lyft, want migrants, immigrants, or illegal immigrants, because what they might value might be different than us. What $10 to them, in some cases, not all, is different than $10 to us. So I think these companies know, hey, these two and three and $4 orders or a $10 Uber trip that might take the driver 40 minutes, somebody's going to take it. The data is showing that. We're having people take those orders. So let's keep sending them, right? Let's keep sending them out. And eventually, maybe they'll learn, maybe they won't, maybe, you know, maybe they'll adapt. But this is definitely something that I think is going to be a concern for many of you. So tonight is the time where we can talk about it open and honestly, be respectful. And I'm going to challenge some of y'all tonight, though. You guys know me. I don't ever hold back. Uh, I don't care if I offend you. You don't need to like me. It's okay. We can agree to disagree, right? Um, I plan on bringing some facts to the table, also my opinion and what I see. I plan to question the status quo. I think a lot of us just look at something and we think that we know, but maybe we don't know. But tonight's tonight where we can help and educate one another and share perspective. So the StreamYard link will be open. And I want you guys to bring what you're seeing, not what you're hearing, but what you've actually seen. Not on the news telecast, but what you're seeing in your market. That's the facts that I'm looking for. Your experience in your market versus what you, I want to I know what you are actually witnessing. I think this could be a great conversation. And I had to bring in. I had to bring in the OGs. I had to bring in my guys. I had to bring in two dudes that are fucking way smarter than me, okay? I got a good mouth, but I can talk a lot. But I got Steve and Hannibal to bring to bring them into the conversation so that it's not just me rambling and pretending like I know what I'm talking about. But I do, I will be challenging maybe these guys because I see something different than them. I think I do. I could be wrong, but I had to bring in some experts because I believe what they see in New York City and Colorado is different than what I see. I need to bring in these smart individuals. So Hannibal's hungry. Steve Reicher Rodeo is going to be coming up in a minute. But I appreciate you being a channel member, getting up there almost two years. Yeah, appreciate you, man. 
So let's bring these guys in. I don't want to waste any more of their time. All right. So let's bring these gentlemen up. I got Steve at Rideshare Rodeo. How are you, Steve? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. And then we have this handsome young man right here below <laughs> us. Hannibal is hungry. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Chilling. Okay. So let me go ahead and get this. Uh, let me get this going here. All right. So first, I want to ask Steve. So obviously, Steve, you're out in Colorado. Hannibal's in New York City, right? And I know you've, you know, you stay in touch with a lot that's going on in the gig economy, right? Whether it's through news and your connections. And so I think, you know, some things that Hannibal and I might not know. Right. So what are some of the things that you're seeing in Colorado in respects to migrants coming over, immigrants, illegal immigrants? What are some of the things that you're seeing, you're hearing um, from the people out in Colorado? And how has it been how has it been impacting the place that you live? Um, so I don't know how many, you know, how many of you are in sanctuary cities, like real sanctuary cities, like many, many cities are starting to become minor port sanctuary cities, but the big ones, um, we're, you know, listen, it's our new mayor and our governor aren't trying to hurt the people, but we have a homeless problem here. I know every all the big cities do, but Denver's one of Denver's one of the bigger ones, to be honest, like we're always in the top five in, in the country for homeless. Um, and I was looking at this for a few different ways, but what I, what's going on is that we want to, our, our state wants to help these people, you know, this, I don't agree with what we're doing. Um, and I, even the people who are, have been doing this now, are finally coming around. Um, they're understanding that this is a, a big, this is way bigger than they thought. Um, but what it was was that, you know, let's let's bring in this many migrants um, and illegals and and try and help the burden of of the Texas border. And the problem is, is that to be honest, I hate to say this, but there's some money going on behind too. So like. If Abbott's shipping illegals here, um, like Tony knows, Tony used to manage the uh, one of the most dangerous uh, WalMarts in this country is like two miles from my house, and um, he used to manage that. Tony, the driven dad, and there are Greyhound buses coming in there at two a.m. dropping. I mean, there the other night there or like about a week ago there was three buses. 50 people each when they when they pull in first of all greyhounds only can stop greyhound stations so when they do this these never are greyhound stops it's two in the morning doors open people pour out into the walmart lot and the buses leave they don't tell them anything so our governor was all on board with this and our our mayor wanted another hundred million to try and help these people and 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 try and get them fast tracked into some kind of work. But the problem is, is we all know there's a two to three year wait on this kind of thing. You, and that part you can't get around. So we're, we're doing a lot of things, but what we're not doing here in Denver, and I've worked with the Denver rescue mission for years. Um, we're not doing anything for our homeless. And in fact, there's encamp encampments everywhere. Like those who live in Denver, know, like up on, you know, Peoria North, like, there's gated areas that have 150 tents, three to four people to a tent, 
a security guy on each side, bathrooms on each side outside of a fenced area. And they're just putting them up wherever, like in industrial areas where there's an open corner, like a street corner. To me, it's like we're talking about inhumane conditions. <laughs> but we're also like what we're doing to our homeless is ridiculous because it varies. But you can get, and this is no joke, I mean, I'll, I'll keep it a little lighter. But you can get up $3,000 per month on a debit card and a paid-for smartphone. So why, first of all, where's any money going to our homeless? Second of all, why is the average um, Social Security payment $1,200? So if you work your whole life in this country for 50 years, you're going to, the average payment's $1,200 that you'll get Social Security. <laughs> But we're giving illegals thirty three hundred bucks. I want to segue because I think Hannibal knows a little bit, or I think you posted Hannibal something about what they're doing in NYC. Can you share with us what you know about NYC and the the debit card that people are giving? What do you know about that, and what's your thoughts on that? Before I yes, more questions. Yeah. So in the news uh, in New York City, they're going to launch a fifty three million dollar uh, pilot program to give migrants prepaid credit cards. To the migrant families staying in hotels, um, no, the average families in a hotel is not getting a part of that fifty-three million dollars. Um, right now, New York City is about six hundred migrants coming in every single day, just being, you know, obviously bust in from Texas. Texas is bleeding. This is a problem because of obviously the pandemic. Obviously, there's countries in the world that are still struggling. So people yeah. are, don't want to be there. They're trying to leave. The previous administration basically kept the border as secure as it possibly, possibly can. Now the new administration, oh, it's not as new anymore, but everyone came. Three million people, I think last year. I could, you could check that number. That's too many people coming at the same time. Mm. It's historic levels of people showing up. It's not just the idea of uh, people coming into the country looking for better opportunities. Obviously, I'm like I'm a product of migration. My mother is from Barbados. She became a citizen. This so country, that, all this country is right. But <laughs> at the point of we're all dealing with pandemic issues in terms of the economy, more people coming in doesn't help the situation. And especially in New York City, where things are already ex extremely expensive. Um, there's a lot of politics, tons of politics based on who who you're talking to and who you're watching, who, you know, who's, like I said, what Steve's saying about money being going in different pockets, you know, that could be another uh, mm. podcast or, or discussion that could take hours to talk about. But yeah, in terms of gig work, of when, when you know, many of these migrants need to make some money, what is the first thing they're going to try to do? They're going to try to probably get on these apps. Um, may not necessarily ride share, but definitely the food deliveries, uh, especially in New York City, all you need is a bike. You yeah. need a bike. The bike, and you somehow you're able to get on, you're able to make some money. Um, there's too many people doing the same thing. The barrier of entry is too low. They're going to work harder because they just got here and they need the money. They're going to take those offers that we're fighting against. And I know there's a strike for rideshare drivers, uh, fe February 14th. Yeah. Well, the average migrant or the average person supporting a migrant. So we're not even talking about migrants themselves, but if uh, you know, family members came to me now. Uh, I'm in New York City. They came, you know, they came from Mexico, whatever they came from. I gotta support them. I may have to go do ride share, and I may have to take more offers than I would rather not take. So it's it's a it's a it's a 
crisis that's breaking down and it's kind of affecting everyone, especially if you live in a sanctuary city. Yeah. Maybe so and I I don't I don't okay. Maybe ignorance is bliss. I don't think I live in a sanctuary city, right? But some people are telling me through my comments that now because there's a lot going on in NYC and Colorado that St. Louis might be opened up and we might have some people sent this way. I'm not really sure. I know we dealt with, we had some of that in the nineties with the Bosnian Bosnians came to St. Louis and we have the biggest Bosnian population in America here in Chicago. So I don't know, like, I don't see it. I don't think I'm seeing what you guys are seeing or what I see on the news. I definitely see a lot of people in my market that appear to be from other countries. I've had a lot of conversations. I can tell they're from different parts of the world. I have no idea how long they've been here. I never asked those questions. I don't see buses anywhere, but it doesn't mean it's not happening in St. Louis. I just don't see it. Um, so it's interesting that you guys see that stuff. Obviously, our states are different as far as I think maybe some of the politics and things like that. You guys are in New York, Colorado. I'm in Missouri. Um, so I think some of the policies and who's in power might be different. That probably has something to play, but don't want to get too political. But I definitely see some different things in you guys. Um, but Steve, I want to ask you a question and answer and then Hannibal. So we're just into 2024, right? Do you, are, you know, are migrants ruining the gig economy? Ruin is a strong word, right? So yeah, you could replace yeah. that with whatever words you like. To, but is it, are they, <laughs> are they impacting it in a negative way? Steve, I'll start with you first. What is your thoughts on that as we're getting into 2024? Um, yeah, extremely loaded question. <laughs> like like Hannibal said, this is like a four hour talk right here. Just that one. Um, no, I, I don't think that I don't think that the migrants are ruining the gig economy. I think that the apps are ruining the gig economy. And I'm dealing now with Mike Harubi directly and his legislation and other people's, and I'm going I'm really getting pulled deep into this stuff and I'm seeing what's happening. And it's it's the same thing that we see with everything around uh political election years, especially for POTUS. Um everybody's out for a money grab in every space possible. And right now we seem to be like the greediest people of all time. Mm. I, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Like I, I don't understand why nobody, nobody will is wanting to help each other. Mm. I mean, that's, that's just people barely even talk anymore. I mean, unless you know the people like the, that's kind of the pandemic did a lot of damage there. So I don't think that, I, I think the gig apps are because the gig apps know. The other thing is, are these, you know, it's figured between eight and nine million people that have crossed the border illegally. The thing is that I really wanted to say about that is that, look, some people like, there are people who are like brain surgeons in Peru who there's a process to get in this country and we let everybody in, you know? But there are people waiting legally to get in who are brain surgeons who are get, waiting to get a job at John Hopkins uni, er, Hospital. And they can't get in legally. And they've been waiting for three, four years. And we're letting 8 million just walk across. And we're not even taking count on them. And we're shipping them to other states. I got to tell you, like, we had a couple people up in the shanty towns die. Because, look, if you're coming from Colombia and Mexico... The last couple of weeks have been brutal to you here. Three, negative 10 degrees. They don't wow. see that in Mexico. 
Let me ask you a question before I get Hannibal's uh, opinion on the loaded question. Is eight million? Is eight million? Do you feel like that's an accurate number, or could that number be too big just for clicks and views? Does that make sense? Do you think it's really? Yeah, eight no, it does. I, I actually, I'm staying on the low side. Most, most people who are really diving into this stuff, it's, it's ten to eleven is what most people say that do this and are dissecting the hell out of it because it's hard, so hard to tell. Because you got the, I'm yeah. sure you've heard the term gotaways. You got the gotaways too. But even even if they aren't gotaways, they're gotaways because we're not even doing anything. I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen videos. If you get on TikTok, you're going to see videos. They're not fake. Those are real videos of Border Patrol standing there while 300 people walk in. They didn't even talk to them. Hannibal, what do you think, man? Are, are migrants going to ruin the gig economy for us? What's your opinion on that? Uh, I, I, you know, there was a comment in there uh, early on. Uh, I think it was Jeff said something. Jeff Mule. Uh, mm-hmm. He said that migrants will ruin it because they're being used as a tool for so many different, uh, I guess, factors. So many predators in terms of, like I said, the politics, corporations, um, corporations meaning DoorDash and uh, Uber. Um, the things were already bad before. If you would think about it, things weren't great. When you think about it in terms of how you know 2020 was i guess aberration it wasn't that wasn't normal we did very very well and then from then on things started to go in the negative direction so things were already bad so i would say if i had the ability to leave where i live in a third world area where there is crime corrupt government more corrupt than here i know i know we all like to you know bang on america about all the problems there are some really terrible places a lot of terrible situations to a point why would you pick up your things and leave and risk your life to come that's here? A great, that's a great point. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, like we think, I mean, at least for me, you know, black guy here, things are pretty good for me. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm all right in terms of right living here. But, but now if you are a gig worker and you live in a sanctuary city, you, it, it has ruined it because it was already a problem before with yeah. how saturated everything is and how Uber has realized we got to make, Profitability, we must take as much money as possible from everyone, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's just more of, I guess it's just gig work and the gig economy is already taking so many hits. This is just another hit. Is it the only thing? No, obviously. It's yeah. Uber and DoorDash not paying enough and, and taking people's money and Uber, Lyft taking tips. Those are the biggest issues. It's their behavior for these corporations. Mm. But this is another... Uh, a, a, obstacle that we have to go through as gig workers especially if you're just doing primarily food delivery and ride share yeah yeah uh, so and i think so both of you guys are kind of we're, we're kind of looking at or maybe some of us we're not looking at the the root cause and it sounds like steve and hannibal you're saying the root cause starts with the companies is that a fair statement uh, i mean i think the you know look i, I mean the real root causes i i'm not going to say Build a wall. I'm not going to be political. I'm not going to say stop the border, close it completely, but go back to where you have to cross it correctly. Like we can't just have everybody run. The, the real problem is starting with that. They're just, dude, we're, the numbers are increasing daily. How is that even possible? How, I mean, nobody, even, even the left, the right, everybody now understands and is not denying this because it's an election cycle. We have a huge problem. So why is nobody stopping it? 
if everybody Look, understands it, why? Are we I don't know, and I don't want to get too political, right? We, we you know, it, it, it's tough because this isn't that type of show. But obviously, so, there's political stuff going on, and it's impacting the communities that we work in. The three of us are in the gig economy, right? We do and provide services to customers. So, and we're starting to see other content creators viewers, subscribers, people that are in the now, that are in that are freelancers. Steve knows a bunch of freelancers all around the country, right? And I guess we're, we're starting to see because the barrier of entry for the apps that we work, the apps that you guys work in the chat, is very easy to get in, whether it's through a stolen identity on a Facebook Marketplace DoorDash account or getting an account in your girlfriend's name because you don't have the paperwork or somebody's name, a family member. Like, it's so easy to where if I got deactivated tomorrow on DoorDash, I'd have a, an account in a couple of days. If I needed to, I'd work on Madison's. It's, it's very, very easy. The barrier of entry, they make it almost too easy in my This opinion. happens in New York City all the time. I would but you, you would order something and then another person will show up or it'll yeah. be a team. Like, yeah. you know, maybe like- Somebody couple, running a car you know, 24 hours a day. Probably. I mean- yeah, No, they do. Yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, to step away even from the gig apps, dude, like we, look, there's- Remember too that let's say they're not all getting thirty three fifty, which is the most that those debit cards can be funded a month. Let's say that they're getting twenty five hundred. It's much more than we treat our own citizens, even who worked for fifty years. What happens when? Because we know this will happen. They've promised these people nothing. They have. They've said, "Hey, we'll just keep funding this every month." Did you put it in writing for how long? No. When that stops, then what happens? Right. When there's 50,000 migrants in New York City who have had $3,000 put on a credit card for seven months. And on one month, none of them get any funding. What happens? Did you guys see the video of the guy? I don't know where he was at, but it was a gentleman saying he worked 40 hours a week. He's homeless. He's like yelling at a couple of what looked like to be cops or something, be cops or something on the street. And he's like, why are you bringing all these people here? You can't even take care of me. I'm working. I'm homeless. I'm a veteran. And yeah. he was like passionate. You know, it's, that's it's, that's Boston. You know. That's Boston, and that's the new sanctuary. Boston, city. okay, yeah. And then I you mean, have Chicago too. And guys, yeah. don't don't get us wrong. Even I would even put Chicago up against Hannibal City. People are living in in the police stations. There's about a hundred people per police station living on the floor. The yeah. they're using transit buses and close stopping them early. And if you've ever been to you have Pedro many times. If you've ever been to Chicago, you know that transit's a major problem. You you can't just go park your car anywhere. You need to no. take buses, trains, whatever. Buses, L train, yeah. But what they're doing is they're parking these buses and they're letting 40 people sleep on each one at night. We're we're closing schools. We're and even if it's short term, like we're like here in Denver, they closed, we built a brand new rec center. They just closed it. It's gonna be a migrant thing. It's migrant housing now. And it, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but I mean, we just put a ton of money into that. And I, you got to remember, there's a huge cost to when that when they exit those places, too. It's almost uh, like rebuilding it. The cleanup on those are just ridiculous. Yeah. I know in New York uh, right now, the, the governor, her name, her name is Kathy Hogel. She's announcing plans to she's considering granting state level work permits. And um, it's going to bypass because usually migrants must wait about 180 days. They mm -hmm. may find a way to bypass that. They understand which would, this. Which also that would give them voting rights. And that's another thing. Again, we can go. Yeah, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm just, just letting everybody careful. know that it, that is it's, real. 
it's yeah. I think even in New York City, in uh there was a there was a case that happened a couple of days ago where I think a gang, there was a gang of migrants, about eight to ten, beating up on two cops. Mm-hmm. We don't see this as much as the cops and all the stuff we gotta deal with. You don't see a gang of people beating up cops. Usually it's a riot. There's people going back and forth. It's, you know, it's a protest, something that gets out of control. All it was was these two cops telling people to move along. They started beating and kicking on them. Mm. Our, we have no bail here. So they got arraigned. Well, left, you have right? you have bail, well, just not you know. for illegals. So after they got arraigned, I think at least four of them just l- skipped town and left. Yep. They left the California. state. They just bounced. <laughs> Let me. I want to ask you guys a question because I want to. I want to. I want to play the other side for a minute, and I want to. You guys in the chat be as as bold as you want. Okay. We're in 2024. We're having a struggle. We struggle. Let's let's keep it gig economy, and we'll go a little outside of that. The average gig economy worker. I think probably the most of us can agree on this. You you guys and in the chat are struggling. The average yeah. you know, overall most gig economy workers. If you're doing Uber. The main apps, food delivery, you're probably struggling or you start it. You don't see that it's good enough. You don't figure out how to work and you get out of it. Right. I think that's a fair general statement. And there are a few. The minority can figure it out and do it for a while. That's at least what I've seen. So obviously, when we're already struggling and we bring more people, it's already hard for me to give damn fish in that pond. Now there's more fishermen, less fish or the same amount. So now I was able to take five fish. Now I'm taking two fish home and I still got the same amount of mouths to feed. So it's, it's a struggle. Right. But is this are we just in a recency bias of 2024 and coming out of COVID and all this crazy political things we got going on, things going on in the world? Are we thinking too recent? Because didn't we do this stuff in this country 50 years ago, 60 years ago, 80 years ago? Is it that much different or is it just that we weren't around then? You know, because I almost look at it like we probably had worse going on back in the day. I could be wrong. But isn't that what it, it, it is about? You, like LSI I can't. I can't go walk into Canada. I can't go walk into Mexico. Anybody from Mexico oh, can walk right in there. But isn't that what America was founded on? Am I? Am I Except it? for there's a system. Nobody's okay. used this. The system isn't even broke anymore. It's not like hey, this this housing unit at the border is overpopulated. It's they've the National Guard is now. I mean, kicked out the Border Patrol. And that's happening in just one of the states. But, I mean, there's no more ice housing. And if you guys remember, what it was was pretty non-humane, too, anyway, when it was happening. Those, like, Nassau blankets and 2,000 people sleeping in a basketball court-sized room. I mean, it, it was pretty bad. But there is a system to coming over. And we've never... That system has always worked. Like, even if 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 that many people come in herds they have to wait while the while the people who are getting processed because everybody has to get processed so that they have a date most illegals who are really not coming here for the right reason this is all through time they they're never going to go to their court date they're just going to bounce right 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 right. and we've had that but we still need to have a record of who's in here i mean we know look there's a there's a um you guys can go to on the Fed's website right now, there's there's a terror cell uh, watch list. Um, Danville's on it. Denver's on it. Um, the big sanctuary cities are on it because we know that like here we took like it. And it's weird, too, how they ship people like here. We have a lot of a lot of Venezuela. 
a lot. Other places are getting more of this or that or the other. I can also tell you that I've traveled around South and Central America. There are some places that are horrible, horrible. But there are some places that I don't know literally what they're I know it's not great there, but I don't know what they're coming here for. Because they don't know how to work this system. They don't speak English. And we're in this country's in not good shape. So, um, but it, if I could, Pedro, I, I really did want to answer the 2024, will it be the worst year? Because I, I think I, yeah. I have a, a answer that, and I'll play it into the next question too. The, um, what as gig workers can the, can we do to continue um, earning? So I was thinking about this and I mean, there's a lot of things, but first of all, if DoorDash, I mean, you say this all the time, Pedro, you pivot, do all that kind of stuff. But if DoorDash isn't working for you, move on, do something else. And what I will tell you is, you know, nobody knows how the independent contractor rule change, which got, you know, it's now on the tomorrow's agenda to be 30 days out. So will it affect us? I don't know. But like, let's say we, we know that we know it affects independent contractors, independent or independent trucker contractors, self and self-owned truck rigs. That's about 50 to 60% of the truckers in this country. So when you, when we think we had a, a, um, if you guys remember the toilet paper and all that stuff and the supply chain, mm-hmm. do you think that was bad? Wait till 50% of the truckers can't work and they already have them targeted. They're already targeted. And in fact, a lot of those truckers have just parked their trucks because the pays aren't that great anymore. So DoorDash is oversaturated and whatnot, and they make it easier for the illegals to get in, then move to roadie, hurry, um, freight, dispatch. Do this because right now, 18 wheelers aren't taking their trucks out. You know, so guess what? All that's being funneled down to people like me when I did that Kansas City run or the Wichita run. You know, I mean, like that's those come through once in a while, but I'm seeing more and more and more and more because there are people who won't take their rigs out, not just because of what's going to happen with the independent contractor, but they just won't pay for the miles anymore because the pay keeps going down. So there are ways to earn. So is 2024 going to be, I think 2024 is going to be challenging year for gig workers, freelancers, self-employed. I think it's going to be extremely challenging for a W2 worker. I don't think it matters what you do. I think this is going to be a very challenging year. Animal, what do you, th- what do you say to that? Uh, I, I, I do. I think I agree with a lot with Steve uh, said. It's difficult for a lot of people. It's difficult for the average American. Um, I think right now um, there is no, I think I forgot what the, what the exact wording was in terms of able to afford rent for two bedroom job. Um, you could not work 40 hours and afford it. And I think in most states, like if you had your average W-2 job, work 40 hours, you probably are not going to be able to afford to rent a two-bedroom apartment, which is necessary if you have kids, right? Like, you know, you don't all be in one room. Um, so it's definitely going to be challenging. But, you know, the first thing you have to think of, well, what can I do? What's in my control? Now, if you are passionate about the policies that's going on where you live, then you need to vote. Most of us don't vote. We, we, I, I vote, but most don't. We complain, but no, no you couldn't tell who's going to be the senator, the governor. You couldn't tell who's running the city council. And most, most people that live in this country can't figure that out. But they like to complain. They like to get really emotional. Um, and I think getting the emotion out of it, um, just figure out what can I do in my control? I can vote. I can find gig work that's a little bit above the entry level gig work. Yeah. Where there's things where 
um, someone that first came, comes in here from this another country can't just do in terms of building a client base. So gig apps where you able to build a client base. I do that with dog walking. Mm -hmm. I've established a relationship, established a business. Those so are for you, that quick, so for you yeah. a migrant, isn't it not going to be as easy for them to take over your clients, right? Because Correct. Of what you okay. Right. Just establish some level of a client base. Yeah. So that's important to have. You, you want to start to think about that. And also, yeah, just get the emotion out of it. I mean, I know a lot of, I know a lot of people who are, this is my side. This is their side. It's like, yeah. come on, yo, make, very figure out how to make the money. Yeah. Very, it's, it's very divisive right now. And it, it makes me, it's, it's, that's why I don't like to get in and watch a lot of political stuff because it's just so divisive. And I think a lot of people talk on whatever side, you know, and, but nobody's listening. And even some yeah. of us in the gig community, we talk, we have an opinion. I have a perspective in St. Louis, but maybe I'm not willing to listen to Steve's enough or Hannibal's because I think I know yeah. what I know. I got blinders on, it's, you know, and it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make us come up with solutions, you know, because we're so divisive and kind of stuck in some ways. Yeah. A little bit. And I think in terms of, if you are in uh, watching a lot of content, which you guys are, cause you guys are watching this and you watch a lot of our videos. Yeah. I'm gonna let you know right now, even the political stuff, the stuff you guys like to watch, either, either the Ben Shapiro or the Matt Walsh, or I don't know, uh, whoever that's on the other side, I don't watch a lot of any of that anymore. They know what to say and talk about to get you guys all excited and Great. watch all that crap. And Both. while they get you outraged, they are they're pro they're they're promoting a product that's been paid for them to, to advertise. Mm. And you you know so like you have to yes research figure out what really is going on where you live because a lot of content creators, especially political ones, know they can look at the numbers. They know if we talk about this, this is how much um, views and we, how much money we're going to get. Just like we do, right? Like we talk about a certain topic on gig uh, gig work or doing some kind of crazy challenge when you're taking every order for 12 hours. Yep. They see the numbers because everyone's watching it. But get get the emotion out. Um, mm -hmm. Figure out that you are, you this, this divisiveness, I'm on this team, isn't working. Because I will say this right now, both sides are, are taking advantage of it. Whether you think, whatever you think it's AOC is the, the queen and, and, and the god or Trump, it, stop worshiping. These politicians stop worshiping. It, it just it, it kills me. But I don't think that's gonna stop because it's yeah. it's copium. You cope by complaining about well, it's just that this is happening and this is happening. It's like, what are you doing to fix your situation? That's, that's a really good point, and I'll give it to Steve here in a second. But I think uh, I just want to piggyback on that a little bit. I think you know a lot. It's really easy to come into a, a community. We have we are the three of us have communities. They're similar and then. You know, Hannibal has a separate one. Steve has a great podcast, a whole nother group of community of people, right? So it's easy to go into a community where people can understand you and you could share ideas, talk about great things. But most of the time, a lot of the times we're, we, we share a common experience that's negative. So we want to go to a community to complain about the negative on what we're seeing or complain about an individual, a politician, a gig app CEO. Uh, people in our marketplace that don't speak English. I see a lot of comments right now. You guys are going in on it. You should speak American. You should speak English. I, I'm not going to get into that, right? But, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of that. We, we we get together and complain about things we can't control. But to piggyback on Hannibal, I don't see enough of us coming up with solutions. I don't see any of us trying to run for your alderman seat or do this or do that or come up with your own app. You know, so... I would challenge you guys out there. We're talking about migrants, illegals, or illegal immigrants coming in and taking some of your some of your pie, right? Well, 
do you need to maybe make another pie? Do you need to bake something different? Do you need to shift and adapt? Because we can sit here. I can sit here and complain all day. I can get Petty Pedro. I could put the hood on. You guys will fucking love that shit. You guys eat that shit up. But at the end of the day, that doesn't do anything but make maybe Steve laugh and Hannibal chuckle at me because I'm a clown. Like, I get it, guys. But at the end of the day, you guys have to. And I'm talking to 434 of you guys. You guys have to figure it out for you. I've always been very consistent with that. Like, I can control more for myself than anybody else can do for me. And I'm, that's why, and I could be very ignorant. I might say something different in six months if another 20 million people come here and I can't make 50 bucks in St. Louis. Could that happen? Sure, it's possible. I don't know. But I'm not worried because I'm going to figure it out. So I think we have to f- come up with the solutions. If we got 8 million, 15 million, we got this, we got that. Like, what's the next step? I'm going to kick it to Steve. Like, what are some of the things we could be doing? What are some of the things you'd like to see Colorado do? Hannibal, New York. Like, what can we do, if anything? Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, look, the, the time of writing um, congressmen and stuff, you can still do that, driverrights.org. You can do it at newjobsamerica.com. Um, both those are great databases that are being built. Um, but at this point, I can I can at least say this. There are some very, 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 very powerful, awesome people working for us. Like I I, do, I talk to them every day. They're not in on YouTube. Pedro and Hannibal know the, the people I'm talking about. And they, I mean, literally most of them are, are working for free at this point too. Yeah. There's le- there's lawyers, there's legal foundations that I've been speaking. There are so many people working. And that does make me happy because these are the powerful people. These are the people that we need to, like I did a podcast with John Lopez and he was talking about a previous podcast that he had done. And he said, the podcaster asked him at the end, Hey, do you think that we changed the world here today? And he said, no, but I hope that the people who can change it hurt us today. Because that, I mean, look, I think that's why a lot of us don't write our senators or congressmen is because we think, really, dude, it doesn't do any good. I'm not going to take that time. I'll be honest. I've never written a politician in my life. Maybe I should have. But here's here's the thing I wanted to say to you too, Pedro. Like at the same time, we got something to celebrate here because, guys, don't forget, we. I, I wanted to actually bring this up tonight anyway. We did that, the gig con in town hall here. Well, that... Stephanie's bill didn't go through, but Senator Priola came, who was the one who shot her bill down. Yeah. She's a House of of Rep member. And now Stephanie, because and this happened after the town hall. Stephanie and Senator Priola have rewritten the bill, taken a few things out, and he's the lead sponsor of it. We we actually whether you guys want to know it or not, because honestly, a lot of you in the chat helped with this. Mm-hmm. You watched prior gig cons. You support our channels. You've been watching this content. You've been commenting. You've been giving us good in- information to ask people. And I know that some people took it like, well, what did that really accomplish? I don't think we knew when it was over. But now we can actually look and see that there was a difference made. Did it get exactly what was supposed to happen that Stephanie wanted? No, but... Senator Priola's arguments for the couple of things that he didn't do makes, I mean, they make sense. Let's check into him first, but at least he's proceeding with the rest. So my point is we took a room full of gig workers and changed a Senator's mind. 
and not we didn't we didn't have to twist him or or like hypnotize him. He just didn't understand. Right. Great point. That's a win. I think a lot of people would say that's a win, right? And, and sometimes it is a win. That's why. That's why I'm. I mean, I, I, I was trying to think of who, how to even say Pedro, Han, all the trade. I mean, and Gary, everybody that was involved, all you people in the chat, because I, I really don't think I could compile the list because anybody who paid attention at all, even to it, or got involved in it, you all helped us get there. Yeah, and and that's and that's what I was gonna say in terms of everyone should check out uh, Rideshare Rodeo's channel. I think the issue is a lot of the real groundwork of trying to make change is stuff that's for us, or me and Pedro, we have ADHD, we can't pay attention, and it's a lot of words and stuff, but it's the real work of trying to make things change. And yeah. instead of we can just complain to each other, you know, go back and forth, or really push it. And that's and another thing, too, it may not be for everybody. I've asked Pedro like a long time ago, like, should you be more of an activist? Because a lot of people want you to do all that other stuff. They want you to push and talk to the knock on Tony Shoe's door. And, and Pedro's like, that's not me. That's not my my lane. There's lanes for everybody. I think if you really want to make the change, then you have to put in that effort. And but also, if you're trying to make money, you may not you may not have enough energy to do that and make money. So you may say, you know what? This may not be my lane, but I got to adapt and figure out what other ways I can go to make some money. Yeah. But I will, you know, you can still support the activists, you can still support the strikes and organizations. But us arguing and going back and forth to each other and yelling at each other, like that's never going to do anything other than nothing. Don't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like Pedro, if your city went to like you say it's you're not seeing it yet, but like let's say in a week or two, you fully see it and you're like, what the hell? And there's 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 villages of people everywhere. You see your homeless being pushed around. Um at that point. You're actually able to just call me and say, hey, Steve, who do we know from town hall there that knows people here? And we can start a whole thing like in about a day. We can start some politicians talking. Well, let me ask you guys this. So let's say I go out on a, let's say it's two weeks from now on a Monday. I go out to my market. I'm driving around and I'm in downtown. And in downtown, we have a, we had a, a new library go up about 10 years ago. And across the street from the new library was a place called the Larry Rice House or something like that. There's some people from St. Louis in the chat that would know what I'm talking about. And there's a place at home, the homeless, and that place had to be taken down. Not taken down, still there, but they didn't want the homeless living there. And then the homeless were scattered around, you know. Anyways, I say that because if in a couple of weeks I start seeing buses of people and they're busting and dropped off. And then the next day I, the buses are gone and I see people all over the streets. I don't know how I would react. My first thing, I'd probably take my camera out and film make okay? a video <laughs> that's what i do you should but i should yeah yeah but then also i don't know what i would do i don't know what could we do let's say realistically let's say two thousand people entered in st louis uh, you know, i don't want to say a million two thousand people that's enough people and there's a you know, 20 you, you'll notice it they're yeah, enough to notice gonna, it. you'll notice it and and, and they're not going to they're not going to drop them in front of your house either you in the beginning you won't see it it'll be walmart's late night it'll be here here and they'll start on the outskirts and it's weird how they do this mm. well i mean I, I, listen I, I don't know what i would do that's a great question i don't i don't know what i would do um i guess i look at it i'm looking at the situation differently this was my last question too uh is there a real problem and obviously you guys are seeing it the chat you know 
I don't see it in St. Louis, but I'm not stupid enough to see that it's not happening in other places, right? So I want to be very clear with that. Right. Uh, some, there's been some videos made this week where people said, Pedro doesn't see the real problem. I, I referenced St. Louis. I don't see it in St. Louis. It yeah. doesn't mean it's not happening in Colorado, NYC. Clearly it is. These guys, I trust these gentlemen. They're telling me, Pedro, there is a problem, right? So with that being said, do you think sometimes there could be what I call misinformation on the news and the media and like showing us things and painting a picture because it's an election year? Because, you know, do you think that's even possible or am I just a fucking idiot to even think that that's a thing? Does that make sense to you guys? Don't, you no. got, everybody don't watch the don't watch mainstream news. And I'm well, not trying yeah, to watch jerk. independent, independent. And do at least you have an idea of where they can't. Yeah. Like, if they say we're conservative, like, all right, at least you telling me. You're conservative. Yeah. Oh, I'm liberal. I'd rather you tell me in my face, don't pretend that you're fair and balanced. I know you're not. Mm -hmm. No one is really. So yeah. I think as much as we make people make fun of YouTube and watching and oh, you know, getting news from YouTube, I don't know. I think in terms of if if you can at least watch that and because corporate media, like you're talking about with the MSNBC and CNN and Fox News, they all been brought by these corporations. Uh they've been brought by you know pharmaceutical companies. You see it in the commercials. What you buy Pfizer? Well, are they going to tell you anything honest in terms of those situations? I'm not going to get into that either. But you you really don't want to spend too much time looking at mainstream news and thinking you're getting all of your information. I, I think that that would be a bad idea. Especially now, because now now we're in the political spin zone. I mean, <laughs> till November, everything's going to get real weird. But at the yeah. same time, yeah. like Hannibal was saying, Fox, um, ABC, CBS... It doesn't even matter. Like if you guys love one and you're like, no, I watch MSNBC and I, they're good. I'm telling you, there are powers behind every one of those companies where they do redlining. That didn't used to exist with, with reporters and it shouldn't, but they redline things. No, we work with that company. You can't talk about them. Yeah. And I, yeah, I noticed a lot of the, the newscasters and journalists and commentators when they finally leave and they're able to do more independent work, you really see exactly what they're either, whatever their agenda is, but now you know exactly what's going on compared to how they were probably constrained by corporate because they, they're employees, right? Just re reason why we leave W-2 work, we don't want to be confined. But in those jobs where you're supposed to be reporting news, they're told what to report and how to report it and when to report it. Like they have yeah. to listen to them. Yeah. I want to read this comment to you guys real quick and in the chat. This is from Kathy. Uh, thank you, Kathy. And thanks everybody in the chat for commenting, sharing your perspective. Um, Edward Lee, I live in, I guess that's Indiana. They are stealing orders coming from Illinois, Illinois, Indiana, obviously pretty close. Mm -hmm. I've yeah. lost a ton of money this week. So this is somebody, and I've seen Kathy in this chat before. I don't feel like she got any reason to lie to us, okay? She's somebody that's impacted, right? She's somebody this week lost a ton of money. Who knows what a ton is? She doesn't have to tell us, but a ton means enough, right? So obviously it's an issue for for enough gig workers to where people are wanting to share that and share their perspective. And, you know, just because I haven't seen I know just because I haven't seen it in St. Louis doesn't mean it's not happening. I want to be clear, you know, and I don't know what I would do. If, and if just I, and just so you, people are aware what's happening is what what's going on, like in this situation, exactly, because I've been talking to people about this, is that the illegals who are getting gig accounts in Chicago are going, well, they're willing to take everything. And like Hannibal was saying earlier, run the car 24 hours a day with three people. Everybody works an eight hour shift. 
that car never stops. It rolls all the time. They take any order. They don't care or whatever. But in like Chicago, it's gotten to a point where they're going, dude, there's not even $2 base pay, no tip work. Like we got to go somewhere else. So we also face that problem with many gig apps, not all, but where you can onboard in Chicago and then go anywhere you want work. So what will happen? A lot of them will just start going to other markets. Mm. And that's what Kathy, it looks like that's what Kathy's saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah. You know, to drive four or five, six hours away to another market to some, you do it overnight, you're, you, you sleep in your whatever for a couple hours, you're at the breakfast shift and boom, you're making money somewhere, taking opportunity from Kathy or a, a, you know, a driven dad, a cannibal, a murder, a Daryl, a blood soda, like, you know, and it's, I don't know what we do. I, I, I don't have the answers. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend and say, we got to do this or you should do this. Or, I don't know. It's it's complicated. And and also, it's not just the migrant situation. There's a lot of issues right now in the economy. Even has been reporting about this for months. The the wages are going down and going down and going down. And it's not just one answer. There's a lot of issues. Um, The average customer does not have as much money as they had four years ago, where they were able to throw these amazing tips. Um, These investors are not willing to subsidize our wages anymore. They're looking at Dara and looking at uh, uh, Tony and saying, "We've invested. Where's our money? Like we need to start getting some some cut from all of this. We're giving you tons of money, and you could tell by the companies they rail they rein back in the wages because they don't have that money to to give us anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of issues. So also, I will say, you don't want to say turn around and get mad because you see a migrant and say you taking my money. Like don't don't be ridiculous. At the same time, it's you like." Like Pedro said earlier, it's January. It's slow. Also, just talk to your friends and family. Do they have enough money to order like they used to? Or they're like, they, they, they try to order something, look at the, the bill, and I'm like, God damn, that's much money. Let me yeah. take some stuff back or let me go get it myself. It's We we as a collective do not have as much money as we had a couple of years ago. I, I would, I want to add to Hannibal's thing and just it, just say that, look, also, I've, I, I haven't seen any in a minute, but in the, in the comments, like, like uh, Pedro was saying earlier, there were people saying, hey, listen, you got to learn to speak English. You guys really like all of us are very stressed, angry. I mean, all kinds of emotions. And to be honest, don't. Yeah. Those people who beat up the cop. Yeah, there are bad. There are super bad people who are coming across the border, but not all of them by any means are. I uh, thank you for saying that, Steve. I really appreciate you saying that because I was going to say bring that up at some point, but continue. Go ahead, please. So, I mean, when when you're talking about needing to know English, this is this is how we built this country. Everybody came here and didn't know anything. We had to you have to learn, you know, but um so if they don't speak English, I mean, think how think how scary that is for them. Some of those people aren't even fleeing. They're being sold by cartels to do things and if they don't and i think we've all heard these stories obviously there's there's truth to this it's just to what degree do you want to go down the rabbit hole yeah but what do the cartels do they're known for this they say you're going to be running fentanyl for us for the next year why wouldn't you just say no what they do is say we'll kill every family member you have that's scary i want to talk to the love handle says 90 percent are bad the love handles. I would totally see. That's I, th- I, I would. I would say we we're letting in ninety percent too many. They're not bad. 
Right. There's too many people. It just lot. It's just too many people. We don't have the resources. Yeah. You, you don't have to, uh, cat. You know, cast aspersions and call them all bad or ninety percent are bad. That's not even the point. And I don't know if he's he's trolling or something. But the point is, there's there's too many coming in that we can we can't take care of them. That's that's really the point of all this. And yeah. we are being pulled by political means, corporate means, compassion. A lot of people, and I know liberals in terms of they're compassionate and they're trying to say, bring them all in, we'll all figure it out. And like, no, we can't figure it all out. We don't have enough resources. Yeah. And it making it worse when we have, um, it's cold here. You're having people in tents in New York City during the winter. That is, that's a problem. That's a, that's a strike on our humanity. We should not have anyone on the streets. We shouldn't have push aside the homeless situation that we already have in New York City where the food pantry lines are around the block. Every day, there's food pantry lines. People are looking for food. Um, the average person cannot afford an apartment. Uh, the average apartment in Brooklyn is three thousand dollars, and Manhattan's about four to five thousand dollars a month for an apartment. M most of us cannot afford that. So, yeah. there's a lot happening that are you know that's coming into everything, and we're all upset, we're all frustrated. But yeah. sometimes you need to take a step back a little bit too, right, and kind of assess the situation, yeah, and make the best decision for yourself. You know, yeah. Steve, I want to read this comment because he mentioned you. Edward Lee, thanks for the five. Appreciate you for being a supporter. May you please speak about NYC pay models and how it's affecting deactivation. Steve mentioned this on 13 Minutes about mm -hmm. how the apps are purging drivers. You want to touch on that, Steve, since he mentioned yeah. something? So a lot, of, a lot of the state's legislations, um, the way it's in New York's a little bit different, but a lot of the state's legislations are working on a couple things. Um, one of the perks that many states that get legislation will see are removal of AR, 100%, all the apps. Not every state will see that. Um, the other thing, though, is that there are no longer, there are some states no longer allowing Uber to control and 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 manage their own fleet of how many people are out. Let's say that on any given night in St. Louis, you need 5,000 uber and lyft drivers mm -hmm. the city like if you guys are passing legislation your legislation might be well we've run the numbers and you've oversaturated the market quite a bit we're going to say we're going to cap you at three thousand mm. who decides a lot that? of caps are going in place and that's going to be very damaging because look in in new york city they're they're already getting to the block situation the reason that it was 18 dollars, you guys if you really look into that, that's because they wanted to, the initial push was for $18 just by having the app on. So, I mean, like, I think you would have still had to take two per hour, but you were going to be paid for the downtime too. Um, but that was for 18 an hour. So the gig companies came back and said, we'll pay you 50 cents an active minute, $30 an hour, potentially. Right. But we know that won't happen because they've even come out and said we won't optimize any drivers more than 65% once things get tight. So that if you take 65% of 30 bucks, it's 18. So you're right back at the 18. They just want to run the narrative and control it because they want to say, look, and, and the articles, there are people out here that the art that have read some of the articles, most don't say this at all, guys, but that say, hey, the gig economy won't be affected by this. And if right. you read those very carefully, those are not the same articles that you'll find elsewhere where somebody's actually dissecting it. Those are comments made by Uber, DoorDash, 
Instacart um, spokesmen's. Yeah. So they write, they write articles and put it on a newspaper and like, you know, unless you're not paying attention, you know, it's written by DoorDash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it says it in there. It's their comment. Yeah. But I mean, there's there's we had Le- uh, Pacific Legal Foundation on. Um, all they do is sue the government. They're the largest uh, legal firm that sues the government. Nobody knows how the six prong test will affect anybody. And it will be on a case by case basis. So if you're reading those articles and saying, well, DoorDash said it won't affect us. Of course they did. You think they're going to tell you this is going to affect you huge. They don't want to scare you. They're going to tell you, no, we got this. You guys are good. Well, I want to bring some up because I see it in the chat and I see it in comments and other people have talked about it. And they talk about uh, migrants, immigrants running three phones. Right. You hear we hear about this. They got them all these phones. So if they're doing that, can't we do the same thing? Or is that, you know, we two wrongs don't make a right. Right. But like, do we do we see that another problem is they're coming, take an opportunity, but then they're also cheating the system. Like, what do you what's your thought? Like, do you guys see that? Do you think that that's an issue? Is it a problem to have multiple phones? I'm sure it's a. Yeah. I mean, you would like everyone to play by the same rules. I know talking about uh, watching the videos on. um, What's what's that um, about the Walmart spark and seeing two guys just hold food in the sun? Like that's you know, let's these companies need to fix that. Mm -hmm. That's not difficult to fix that, right? Try to make things, try to get the identity thing taken care of. Where you can't take two phones, but uh, New York City, yeah, I say I say that often, but everyone's probably doing it. Everyone's looking at because sometimes the first time I saw someone with two phones, I'm like, hey, what's going on over here? Is this person making more money? You know, you watch, you ask some questions. So it's, it's, that's, I think that's everyone's issue. If you've been in the gig economy for a while, everyone's trying to find a way to get a step ahead. So what I think that's just especially for migrants. No, I think everyone is, if you figure something out, you're probably going to try to exploit it and get yourself in trouble sometimes, but we all try to find a way to get ahead and make more money. Yeah. But like your, your city Hannibal, like here's an example. And this is another example of why not to, to have a little empathy for these for the people who are here too because i see some here that i'm sure you see them too hannibal that literally some of the people come up to me and are like venezuela it's the only word they know they don't even know hello mm-hmm. they just say where they're from and they they like are wanting cash they're trying to wipe windows on the street now yeah i sent you guys that article and there's people now trying to threaten them and beat them up in the street and throw them into the curb and say, dude, get off my, you touch my car, I'll kill you. Yeah. I mean, it's getting pretty wild, yeah, but pretty at the intense. same time, what I would say is this, I think is where a lot of this hate stems or a lot of this anger at them. And again, guys, don't get me wrong. What what's going on in this country is wrong. I mean, this is not right, but like Hannibal, um, what is, is it? The Roosevelt hotel. Yeah. That's like one of yeah, the main ones. So, okay. So the Roosevelt's I mean. not a cheap hotel. No, it, it's going to be destroyed after all this. I mean, gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, New, uh, Manhattan is too expensive to breathe sometimes. So the fact that they're <laughs> coming straight to Manhattan, you know, I'm in Brooklyn. So do I? Am I seeing um, the tents? No, I see a lot of homelessness though. Like a t- lots of homelessness. A lot of people right. In the but shelters. here's here's my yeah. point. If somebody has a three thousand dollar debit card that they're getting every month and they have a, a phone and they're able to buy two more phones with that 3000 they're living in the roosevelt for free there's a homeless guy across the street who's been homeless for 20 years yeah he's watching them live in a five-star hotel getting three grand and a phone that's gotta yeah. be it's it has to be a frustrating experience i mean they talk to some some 
um, homeless people that are in New York that had more benefits back then compared to what's going on right now. How should they feel? It doesn't. It, it, you want we want people to come legally. We want the gig apps to treat us fairly and take care of some of these identity issues. Not have people exploit because it's, it's everyone is find a way to exploit something, and we're trying to find a way. Like, hey, can we all be accountable? Can we all just do what we're supposed to do and not try to cheat the system? But this is where we are right now. Yeah, now, I want to uh, see even Hannibal some uh, final parting question. Um, then sure. I'm gonna up the stream yard to some other guys and gals that want to come up and voice an opinion or ask questions. But um, what are you guys, without sharing too much personal information, but like in 2024, right? A lot happening, a lot could change a lot, whether it's through legislation or the migration and the opportunities on these apps and all these things, right? How are you guys, what is your plan, Steve Hannibal, to navigate 2024? You know, well, what, I'm already booking words? some laser gigs. Okay. Um, I'm already booking some other production gigs. I'm going to be fitting in the gig apps like I always do. And I'll pivot, pivot, pivot. I mean, right now, my last mile stuff goes great. Um, you know, but like, for example, um, and I'll get to say it here because it's public now that um, October 18th, 19th, and 20th, um, I think it's this Wednesday, Taylor Swift kicks off her world tour. But the 18th, 19th, and 20th of October are her first three dates back in the U.S. in Miami. We have a contract with Hard Rock Stadium, so we're doing the three laser shows. Nice. So, I, And I'm going down to do them, so I'm stoked. Like, I already booked that contract. Um, so what I just heard is you're going to send Hannibal and I out to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to immediately yell out, I'm going to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard. That's all I heard. Uh, that's, that's but awesome, I mean, man. for me, I'm just... Even I feel like a lot of people don't give themselves enough credit. Every person I I honestly believe every person in this chat could get could figure out something they could do mm. that's not a gig app and might not be a W two either. You guys, you guys have more power than you think. I love that. Yeah. I love that you said that, Tannable. What do you think, man? What are some of the things you're going to be looking at doing? What's some advice to offer the community for 2024? How do you look at it? Well, for me, I. For me, I was fortunate enough to start the dog walking business back in 2018, and that has kept me going uh, for many years, even uh, going four years being uh, self-employed, the dog walking and the dog boarding business that kept me you know, paying the bills. And, you know, recently with the uh, YouTube, that's that's where my love is. Making yep. videos is my love. So I uh, luckily I found that. And I think, you know, probably by this year, definitely would be that big leap forward where you know, my main source of income is making videos. And that's actually crazy to even say out loud, but that's that's where my head's going. My head, that was going on since probably 2021. I was like, I this YouTube thing is pretty cool. Yeah. Making videos, talking and communicating. And that's where, you know, and it's hard to find your love. Sometimes you just fall into it. I couldn't say I, I did this on purpose. So I think what worked or what helped me was get the gig economy. When I saw I can make money on my own terms and have my own thing, I I immediately wanted to figure out what other things I can do that had that same effect. What mm -hmm. was it? Whether it was a dog walking or, or writing or what whatever the gig was for me to to get to a point where I could be more free and more flexible, that's where I was heading myself into. So that would be the only advice I can give is you have to keep looking. Don't get stuck with the food delivery and ride share. What other things you can do, whether talents, whether what other yeah. things what you can provide that someone will pay you money for? You'd yeah. be surprised 
that there's a lot of things that people are willing to pay money for. Yes. Uh, and if that doesn't work, if the YouTube fails, I'll go back in the cuddling game and push that business forward because that was a failed business yeah. I had a couple of years ago. It didn't work. I didn't make any money. Yeah. But maybe the cuddling thing will finally uh, kick up in steam. I don't know. You could cuddle some microphone. We'll cuddle. Well, if they pay him. So, <laughs> they got a $3,000. That's, that's a source, but I, I can, or I already know with Hannibal because it would be with me. And that's a source, but with those of us that live in these cities. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> it's not funny. Oh, man. Listen, I, I like that you guys are, you know, uh, great examples of gentlemen that I respect that are doing things and have started your own things, right? And you've got other things. So you're not as worried. We well, could be concerned, but you're not, you're going to figure things out because you've built things in, in place that are, uh, uh, regardless of what happens, you're still gonna be okay, right? With those yeah. things that you build. And if you don't, you know, we figure it out. But I think a lot of people, yeah, it's okay to worry about your market. And Kathy referenced earlier, $600 to made less this week. That's a lot, $600 is a lot of money. If you yeah. make $600 less, okay? None of us are millionaires in the chat. None of us are rolling in the money, okay? None of us. 600 bucks is a lot of money yeah. in a week, right? So, you know, how do we figure out how not to have that happen and compound over weeks and weeks and months and months? Cause then that's a big issue. Um, but I, re, you know, I re, you know, respect you guys for the things that you're saying here and doing And You know, I don't see it in St. Louis. I, I, I got to say that still, I my experience is different than you guys, but I'm not stupid to know that it's not happening out there. And if it happens in St. Louis and things happen, I'm definitely going to report on it, give an opinion. Um, I don't, I don't know what I will do. Um, but like these guys will always pivot and change and try to adapt and, you know, I think we could, I think a lot of us that do this food delivery ride share, we get stuck in it. Some of us become very addicted to it. You can become comfortable. It's routine. You, you're independent, but you're also, you're kind of like a W2 because you're still working a crazy amount of hours. You're working when it's busy. So you have a self schedule as I call it. And, but yeah. we don't give enough credit to ourselves and try to go out and like try different things and small calculated risk. I think we, I think a lot of us are going to have to start doing that. Um, a little bit more. Appreciate that, John. Um, because I, I think the more that we could do that others can't do at a really easy entry level base, the more the more valuable you become. Okay. If yes. all you're doing is DoorDash and Instacart, right? That's you're not very valuable to the gig apps. But if you could fold in a successful YouTube channel like Hannibal has, obviously Steve has a podcast, maybe it's a small business, maybe it's a completely different app. Maybe you go to the, the to the catering apps because the barrier of entry is not as easy on like a para a para app or delivered that. There's you know there's things you have to go through, right? So I would challenge you guys to figure out other ways. Okay, um, the world's not coming to an end. The gig, the gig apps aren't going anywhere, but you're gonna have to change and adapt, right? Yeah, yeah they're gonna change, but they're not going anywhere because you no, guys the global gig app economy just to put you guys at ease is tripling by in the next three years. There's no way, and we all know this, that there's no way America sits back and says we're not going to participate in that yeah. while the whole world yeah. does it. It's yeah. not going to happen. No. It's just we're at a read. That's why this rule change is weird. We, we're at a redefining point in this country about labor laws. Those are very, those FLSA laws are very dated. I mean, some of that stuff is like, it's like reading like tort law. It doesn't even make sense. It's like, it's like, this is. You know, what do you mean four rabbits gets me out of jail? Or it's like <laughs> it's just so old and written. It's like, dude, we we need to because now there's a technology sector and we never defined it, but it needs 
we need to let people work how they want. 40 percent of the American workforce is independent contractors. So, yeah, you can't. I mean, I've I've challenged everybody. Um, you know, so if you if you're gonna if you're gonna try and kill off forty percent of the workforce, where are these jobs gonna come from? Yeah, that are gonna replace those forty percent. I don't know. I might be in Hannibal's shoes, having to start to cuddle that back up or start it. I might in St. Louis. Maybe let's some, let's I, do it. I do got long hair. Some people like that. I don't know. We'll figure it out, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. I mean, you know, look. I mean, one one opportunity I saw recently, and and it's not in every city, but if you have any, like, I, it says five, but I think you can get by with two. Give any elder. Um, uh, younger family care history at all, even babysitting kind of can qualify you. Uh, Hop Skip Drive is hiring in a lot of cities for 50 bucks an hour. Mm. Nice. Yeah, it's a W 2 job, but hey, times <laughs> are tough. W <laughs> 2 guys. I think sometimes. Right, and 50 bucks an hour is no, that's not a joke. I don't make 50 bucks an hour in the gig economy. So yeah, it's good money. Um, you know, we got to be willing to swallow that price sometimes. You got to take care of what you got to take care of. And I think some of us we we like oh you know I'm I'm you know we don't really even know what we're making and it's like I'm think I'm doing okay and at the end of the month it's like oh shit I worked sixty hours a week I can't pay my light bill like that's a problem right like so we have to yep. be able to figure out how do I not feel like that next month you know but uh, gentlemen thank you I'm gonna open up the lines I appreciate you guys for sharing some time with me tonight very very much and sharing your perspective out in Colorado and NYC guys in the chat. Uh, go check out Rideshare Rodeo's channel. He does uh, 13 Minutes of News every Saturday, right, Steve? Mm -hmm. That's the one you definitely want. If you don't watch anything, watch that one. He's got the podcast, the roundtable on Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. And Hannibal is in a whole nother lane. But listen, you need to go check out Hannibal's. <laughs> There's videos. I, I talk about things. Going on over But there. he's slowly drifting into political. So uh, keep watching. Yeah, it, yeah. It's going to matter here, guys. It's even uh, Hannibal, the gig economy people. So you will want to watch. Hannibal, Hannibal is doing big things. <laughs> Before you know it, he's going to have like producers on his show. He's going to be <laughs> living in a mansion. Like he's killing. I think him. he's going to have to have lawyers first. Because yeah, probably, yeah, well, he's already getting videos well. pulled down. So are other people. And it's political <laughs> season. You're going to need some <laughs> lawyers, Hannibal. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Have Thanks a great for day. having us, man. Always. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to open up the lines. Um, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Hannibal. Definitely go check their channels out. I know many of you that are here, you know who these guys are already. But if you're new and you're just coming in, definitely go check out their channels. If you like what you see, subscribe watch some videos um let's open up the stream early 